On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, a couple of the relief pitchers had to come in and sub your boy out. But we talk about NFL, the exciting week that was the NFL and, and every, all of the drama that was surrounding that. A little bit of college football and the NBA. And of course, we're not going to leave you without big deal or no thing. Let's go. Another all new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. That's the substitute version of man, oh man, oh man. But it's your main man, DJ Highstar, in the place to be. Hey, wait, hey, wait. No, I still got my, my background music playing, my, my introduction music playing, because that's just how I that's just how I'm bringing it as a DJ. But uh, yeah, it's your main man, DJ Highstar, man. And, and thank you again for tuning in to Carolina Sports Talk on your favorite podcast app. Make sure that you tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. If you want to be a part of the show, you could always interact with us on one of two ways. You could join our Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk, Talk Back, or email us at cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Whew. Listen, man, I am not going to be getting used to this anytime soon. However, you know, we had to we had to call in the relief pitches this week and... uh and we had to, uh, what they say, like, give your boy a, a whatever they say in, in baseball. But without further ado, I do have my main man and yours here, our very young Carolina Panther correspondent, Eric Tyner in the place to be. What's going on, E? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And by the way, I think the um, preference you're looking for in baseball is uh, you got to call the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. About. I mean, you could say that because I, I, I was saying give him a you pause, but you got to like you give him a I don't know a break or a breather, whatever they say. But yeah, I, I appreciate that, man. I see that you sporting the Outer Banks look. You know what I'm saying? Like we about to go out to Wilmington, North Carolina. But what's going on with you, man? How was your weekend? Um, good. Um, the Braves are about to clinch the division, hopefully, and lock up the number two seed in the. National League, so that's good. Spent some time in Georgia in the, over the weekend um, for a rodeo and stuff. So uh, it was good to be around more Braves fans uh, while we swept the Mets. So yeah, yeah, dope, dope. Um, how did the rodeo turn out? Uh, it was okay. Uh, I didn't die, so you know that's always a positive. That's always, always um, good. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't impaled or anything like that. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I placed fifth overall, so, you know, we're chilling. I, I saw this clip of this guy. He had a cigarette in his mouth, rode, rode the bull or whatnot with both of his hands in the air and literally <laughs> using his body to ride the, the bull. I, I've got I to gotta share that clip with you, dog. But, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't say the same for myself. I wasn't doing any bull riding or, or any kind of rodeo stuff uh, this past weekend. It felt like a, a rodeo watching um, our, you know, our beloved Carolina Panthers. But nevertheless, I did also see 
you know, a couple things get kind of spicy with you a little bit online. And I'm going to bring that up a little bit later when we talk about uh, some college football, because, you know, I, I appreciate I appreciate you standing in there and uh, standing your ground and kind of making your points that you made um, again on, on social media, man. If you know what I'm talking about, then you know, but I'm going to definitely ask you about that in a second, man. But first things first, of course, we want to get to some of these NFL scores. As Big Cliff would say, uh, what do you think about that? All right. Well, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> now, nah, so, um, the, um, uh, so we're going to start with these NFL scores here. Start off with the Bengals <clears throat> on Thursday night, taking care of the Dolphins 27 to 15. We had the Vikings over the Saints 28 to 25. The Falcons beat the Browns 23 to 20. Cowboys over the Commanders 25 to 10. The Seahawks beat the Detroit Lions 48 to 45. The Titans beat the Colts 24 to 17. Had the Giants over the Bears 20 to 12. The Eagles stay undefeated and beat the Jaguars 29 to 21. The Jets over the Steelers in a surprise game, but nevertheless, we, we may talk about a little bit about that. Sorry, be easy. 24 to 20. The Bills edged out the Ravens 23 to 20. The Chargers over the Texans 34 to 24. The Cardinals, of course, beat our woeful Carolina Panthers 26 to 16. The Packers beat the Patriots in overtime with the Patriots with third string quarterback 27 to 24. The Raiders over the Broncos 32 to 23. And the Chiefs on Monday night took care of business against Tom Brady's Buccaneers 41 to 31. So after a string of those games, man, uh, what games stand out to you, if if any at all, brother? Um, okay, so I have a few actually, um, because for once, I actually went on record to predict the week. I normally don't do that, but yeah. this season has been rather good for me in terms of personal predictions and what I thought was going to happen. So. I went on record this time and I posted my my weekly predictions or my predictions for the week on Facebook, actually. And um, really, I went eight and eight in terms okay. of my predictions. Um, but one thing real quick, Eric, my fault to cut you off. This is unprofessional of me, but I just had to sneak this in there. Of course, the Monday night game, the 49ers did beat the Rams 24 to nine, 24 to nine. So that was. Yeah, again. But uh, nevertheless, go ahead. You went yeah. eight and eight. Yeah, I, w I went eight and eight. Um, just so the four games that stood out to me outside of the Carolina game, of course, was all games that I got wrong. And um, okay. two of them, the only reason I actually tuned in and watched them was because I was on the way back from Georgia and I was trying to watch the Panthers game on my phone and it was on Fox, but of course the one o'clock games were ending and on the, the website that I use to watch games um, on my phone, Fox was showing the one o'clock post game show or whatever. And they just kept showing highlights and highlights and highlights. And it was very boring. Um, and I had to sit through the ending of two games before I actually got to watch the Panthers play. Um, one of those games was the Seahawks and Lions game. Um, I had taken the Lions to win this game, and I feel kind of bad for them because <laughs> you put up 45 points, probably the best offensive showing that the Lions have had in a really long time, and you find right. a way to lose the game. 
Um, so and that, really that, they're on a roll this year with their offense. Yeah, and then they're still they're still losing. So it's kind of exactly um, it, it's kind of depressing. Um, I'm sorry for all the Lions fans out there. Um, forty five to forty eight, man. That's that's a tough loss. Um, then the next one was Houston and the Chargers. Uh, I actually had the mm-hmm. Texans winning this game. I didn't know if Justin Herbert was going to play or not, so I kind of took Houston as kind of a trap game kind of situation for, for the Chargers. Uh, yeah, and um, you know they they kind of let me down, but I wasn't really. You know, it, it was like a fifty fifty thing. Um, didn't really yeah. care. Um, the next one was Atlanta and Cleveland. Um, I kind of put some a little bit of faith in the Browns because you know Atlanta is a big old dumpster fire, but uh, they right. they found a way to lose too. Um, so I don't I don't know what what the there was, and then um, the other one was Las Vegas and Denver. Um, I, I thought that um, it was going to go either way, and it kind of did in its own form. Um, but again, Russell Wilson and the Broncos let me down. At the beginning of the season on a podcast that I used to have, I had said that the Broncos would make the playoffs, and they are currently making me look like an idiot. that's the only thing that they're making right so (laughs) i definitely get that out with that game i did finally think that the raiders would come around and actually just gut one out and i actually picked the falcons in the browns game just because they were at home and i i just there's there's some some semblance of magic if you're playing a mediocre team at home or and you know what i mean and you got the fans on your back so i i I just kind of went with a gut feeling with them Uh, my game of the week that I'm picking that stood out for me, of course, is the the Thursday night game, the Bengals at the Dolphins. Or were they playing in Cincinnati? I think they were in Cincinnati. Yeah, they were in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, because, again, we had the weather coming and all of that. But um, the funny thing is, of course, on uh, last week's show, we talked about Tua, um, talked about his legs looking like jello or spaghetti when he got up after last Sunday's um, hit, when he hit himself on the head or hit his head rather on, on turf. And uh, we discussed it a little bit on the show regarding maybe he should go through a concussion protocol and, and they should, you know, do this and that. And then again, just like if, if we were Nostradamus or sports Stradamus, as big cliff likes to say um, on Thursday night, they, he start him and, after a, a tackle or, or kind of a, I mean, it was a textbook tackle, but it was just, you know, he was flung to the ground literally and smacked his head. You know, one of the scariest moments of the season thus far um, and everything that surrounded that a lot of NFL politics and things like that were brought up and, uh, and kind of, you know, whether the players should save themselves from the, like who saves the players from themselves rather whether the teammates have any kind of accountability in that, the the uh, team doctors, of course, the the staff, the coaching staff, and stuff like that. What's your what's your thoughts on the whole Tua situation? And should the uh, Dolphins be held accountable for for what went down on Thursday night? Well, for starters, I don't know if you know this, but the neurologist that actually cleared Tua to play was fired. Um, oh, the at, one that, that that cleared him. Yeah, the one that cleared him to play in the Bengals game was Mm -hmm. fired and a lot of the NFL world really um, is kind of 
divided in this situation because some people feel like, you know, it's not really the doctor's fault. Um, other people say that it is his fault. You know, uh, me personally, I think it is his fault because, I mean, he hit his head on the ground against Buffalo and then or whoever they were playing at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, he got up and, as you said, you know, spaghetti legs or whatever. He stumbled. He fell down. His lineman had to hold him up. He was obviously not in a good spot. And I heard something about him saying it was his back that was hurting him or something. Right. But I think it was Skip Bayless said something about you hold or when players get hurt, they tend to grab the area that hurts them. And right. when Tua hit his head on the ground, he grabbed his head and then he stood up and fell back down. Right. Um, so that screams concussion or head injury at that moment. Let me ask so you the, this. Real quick. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was um, going to ask you, do you know if the neurologist got fired before the game, before Thursday night's game? Or was it was it like, you know what I mean, after that incident happened on Thursday? I believe it was after the Bengals game. Okay. Um, but Tula's reaction when he hit his head the first time just screamed head injury. And from what I gather, he did go through a short concussion protocol. Not, protocol. Exactly. N- not that's not like the normal concussion protocol. And the reason that the sports world is kind of divided on the situation is because if Tua would have went through a full concussion protocol, which would have been the better option health wise, um, he wouldn't have been cleared to play against Cincinnati. So I think, you know, none of us really know because we weren't there, but I, I feel personally that the Dolphins rushed the situation because they wanted him mm-hmm. to play against the, the Bengals. And yeah. so I, I, yeah, I, I think the Dolphins are 100% um, responsible for what happened. Accountable. Yeah, I agree. And then that's why I asked you if the neurologist was um, let go prior to the Thursday night game or after, because I think, of course, a lot of that is damage control and they definitely felt the fire uh, coming after after that incident happened. But definitely prayers up for Tua and just his future NFL career. I mean, again, to your point, I was watching a couple of sports shows and, and Skip uh, and Shannon kind of broke it down where, you know, what, what vertebrae that that affects whenever your hands kind of cramp up or cripple like they did mm-hmm. in Tua's case and stuff. And that is between the C3 and the C4 vertebrae and stuff like that. And it just... Just a, a horrible thing to see, of course. Uh, but it's it's that it's that love hate relationship that we have with combat sports because it's like we want to see the best product out there on the field, and then the teams end up feeling um, like they they feel the pressure of putting the best product out there on the field, of course, and and putting seats um, fans in the seats or whatever like that. And it's at whose expense ultimately? You know what I mean? It's the, the talent's expense. So it, it's just it was a wild situation. Um, another wild situation that that went down this past weekend was on Sunday, around four something. Uh, Kyler Murray's little toddler looking <laughs> behind comes through Carolina, and they um, they you know they gave us a little shellacking. So what uh, what was your takeaways from from the Carolina game and uh, 
I've got a, I've got a, I've got a hot take uh, after you give your kind of your input on that. Okay. Um, so we started to talk about this before we started, but then we didn't. Um, so I'm going to say this again. I started thinking about this during the game and I was kind of fighting myself in terms of my own thoughts on what the Panthers should do at quarterback during the game because my initial question to myself was, were we better with Sam Darnold last season? Mm -hmm. Would would we be better now with Sam Darnold, with the additions that Mm -hmm. we have and a healthy Christian McCaffrey? Um, But then I thought about Sam Darnold's turnovers. I was thinking, oh, well, Baker hasn't really turned the ball over that much. And then as soon as I start thinking that, he throws two interceptions, two very bad yeah. interceptions. Um, one was a very high ball that was behind DJ Moore and that DJ tried to catch, and he couldn't, and it got picked off. And the other one was another batted ball. I've never seen a quarterback have so many passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. Batted it down, yeah. And then, yeah. It speaks to his height. And then for him – to I watched the play, his post game press conference, and he pretty much blamed his offensive line mm. in a way. In a, in a way, um, now we uh, I watched one of our linemen gave an input on that as well, and he said that that's part of their job to keep their hand to keep the D lineman's hands down. But I don't feel like as a quarterback, I don't feel like you should be blaming your offensive line for that. Yeah. Here, here's an idea: How about you throw it over the the line exactly? Instead of right, exactly. Um, being in, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, being in 2022 right now with the the different, how should I put this? But quarterbacks have evolved so much, and even you know, of course, back in like the Steve Young, John Elway days and stuff. Some of those quarterbacks were advanced, especially the smaller quarterbacks, because they had different <clears throat> arm angles that they were released the ball at, and they were so uh, deceptive. To the to the linemen on how to you know how to get the ball in windows that wouldn't be you know traditionally open for somebody that's just a novice that at throwing a quarter at throwing a football rather, so I definitely agree with you there, and I it kind of made my stomach turn to see to continue to see the batted balls and stuff because it's almost like defensive linemen lick their chops whenever they play us. They know if they get a hand up that it's a good percentage. A chance that they're a good probability that they're going to get their hands on the ball and you know get a tip or something somewhere um are you, are you ready for my hot my hot take though um or did well, you have something else to add to I, I i was gonna continue on for just a please second please do um please do i think trading for baker mayfield was the dumbest thing the panthers have ever done you're walking I, me right into my hot take. Go I, ahead. I, I, I really, I really believe that. I remember when the trade first happened. I was at work, and I, I think, I, I think I said something to y'all about this. Actually, my first time on the show. When the trade first happened, I hated the idea of Baker Mayfield being a Panther. I, I knew this was going to be bad, but I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he came in and kind of did what Matt Rule did. You know, Cliff talked about Matt Rule coming in and all preacher like with his <laughs> with his uh, introduction speech or whatever 
And Baker Mayfield kind of done the same thing. When he came in, you know, he he know he knows how to talk. Talk the talk. Yeah, he talked um, the talk. And he knows what to say and when to say it for the most part. And then so you know, he, he kind of put some belief in me. And then when he played against Cleveland, he kind of showed some of them first overall draft pick potential a little bit little flashes um, little flashes yeah. so i was like okay you know this might actually work nope no i was wrong <laughs> I, I was way i was way wrong um i can't believe i'm about to say this but i really am ready for sam darnold to come back and i want him to be the starting quarterback of the carolina panthers and i don't want baker mayfield to ever wear a panther jersey ever again uh mm. he needs he needs to get sent down right down to the practice squad. Let PJ Walker um, start the rest of the year until Sam Darnold comes back. That, that, that's just what it is. PJ Walker is two and zero as a Panther starter. I would just like to point that out. You can't win. You can't win ball games when you can't throw the ball over the line. I'm just saying. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, let me preface my hot take with hindsight is 2020, and you know, but again, I actually. I trust your, uh, of course, your knowledge and your intel with regards to the Panthers. So when you say that, what you said regarding like when he first was drafted, what you were thinking and how your thought process was, uh, you're a pretty transparent guy with us. So I definitely believe you. But, um, you know, any any people that was out there, um, you know, again, because it was it was it was a kind of a splash because of his name and stuff. However, this is my hot take for the week. I got to cue up the music myself. Hot and oh, it's hot. So hot in here. Uh, Oh, so my hot take is the Carolina Panthers would have been better off with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback than (laughs) Baker Mayfield. And that hot take is specifically for Big Cliff whenever he listens back to the podcast. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest and the only thing that I have to say. About that game this past week, uh, I am I'm speechless. My hands are up in the air. It's, and we got the 49ers coming up this week, a hot 49ers team. And I'm kind of afraid that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to show us what we're missing out on in, in many ways. So, <laughs> man, see, when when the Baker Mayfield trade started, started like actually like um, or the rumors started festering up and. The Panthers were, you know, all in on a potential Baker Mayfield trade and everything. I had said I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo as a starter or as, mm-hmm. as a Panther. I, I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo here. And it is <laughs> becoming even more clear now um, that we we picked the wrong guy. And I completely agree with you. And I'm preparing myself for tears after we get demolished by Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers <laughs> defense. <laughs> well, speaking of that, because, you know, again, it sounds like a pick and we've, we've been doing this this whole pick thing this whole season. I, I fared pretty well this past week. I went 10 and six in my picks, which brought me to a 33 and 31 um, <laughs> record overall. And my main man, Big Cliff, he actually went 13 and three for the week. I was, you know, watching the games and I know I was just counting up the ones that I lost. And I was like, oh, Big Cliff picked that one. He picked that one. So he's at a total record of 39 and 25 right now with the, with his picks. And then 
our uh I'll call him the show's big cuz. Uh and he he knows exactly what I'm talking about, but be easy uh from the DJ Blaze radio show. He went eight and eight last week to start off his little record with Carolina Sports Talk. So what we're gonna do is and be easy actually dropped his picks in here for week five. I um we have it on record so that there's no going back and forth with that. And then Big Cliff also dropped his picks for week five as well. Um, but we're gonna go through some of these games and um for for next week. Did did you want to go ahead and go on record with picking some of these games as well for this week? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I feel pretty <laughs> confident. Okay. So we're gonna start off on Thursday with Thursday night's game, the Broncos and the Colts. Who do you have in that one? I swear if Russell Wilson and th- that Denver defense lets me down again, I'm going to boycott his little subway commercial. Okay. <laughs> Cause it, it's so spicy in Denver right now. It's getting real like steamy. It it's is. about to catch on fire and everybody collapse, but I'm going to take the Broncos. All right. Uh, Big Cliff and Be Easy both have the Broncos as well. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the Broncos also, man. Jonathan Taylor has been a huge disappointment this year. I'm And then they're playing at Denver. I'm going to be very disappointed if Jonathan Taylor ends up going off for a big game uh, this, this, this week coming up on Thursday night. It's going to be, like you said, it's just going to be heartbreaking. It's going to be heartbreaking. Next up, we got the Giants against the Packers. Who you got in that one? Um, I don't know, man. That that's tough okay. because I, I really feel like the Giants are gonna get exposed. And I actually picked Chicago this past week because I thought this was gonna be the week that the Giants do get exposed. Um, but. I, I don't know. I really don't. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Green Bay just because I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I do Daniel Jones. And I, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and say my pick before I give be easy and big clips, but I'm going to go with Green Bay as well. It actually surprised – well, the team as a whole surprised me letting the Patriots stay around and, and push them to overtime this past week, especially with yeah. uh, knocking Hoyer out of the game or whatnot and, and facing their third-string quarterback – and still almost gave up that game. So I think Aaron Rodgers uh, leads the team in a true sense of the word leadership uh, this week to a win. Next up, we got the Steelers and the Bills playing each other. Um, who you got in that one? Wait, what was the game? Sure, it's going to be the Steelers, yeah, and the Buffalo Bills. Oh, the and Bills. They're playing, they're playing in Buffalo. Yeah, they're going to win by 50, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shout out to Kenny Pickett, but I've got the Bills in this one. So does Big Cliff. And for the record, B-Easy B is going down with the ship, and he has his Pittsburgh Steelers in that one. So, uh, yeah, we're going to see exactly what happens up there in Buffalo. Uh, Who did they pick in the up, Green Bay game? Who did they pick? Um, Both Big Cliff and B-Easy both picked the Packers. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then we've got next up the uh, Chargers are playing the Browns. And they're at Cleveland. I'm just going to say this. Hashtag bolt up, baby. 
<laughs> Take the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Justin Herbert's toughness, uh, the resolve that he showed last week. You know, Eckler and all of them boys, Mike Williams and everybody is in true form. So I definitely am also picking the Chargers in this one. Um, it looks like Big Cliff has the Chargers along with B-Easy. So uh, right now it's uh, it's looking like it's looking kind of even. But well, the important thing is that we get this all recorded so that it is documented and <laughs> everything like that. So nobody could go back on their picks. Um, the next uh, game that we have up is that NFC North battle here. The Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings will be playing. It looks like they'll be playing in Minnesota. Uh, who you got with that one? Man, I love Justin Fields. I wanted us to draft him so bad. And I slung a notebook across the room when we took J.C. Horn. Um, but with all due respect to number one, um, Minnesota's going to be too much. I'm taking the Vikings. Mm. Um, I'm going to go ahead with my first upset or my first pick a, a against the grain and, and go with Chicago <clears> on this one. I've got to gain some ground somehow on my record, so I'm going to go with Chicago. Big Cliff does have the Vikings in that game as well, and uh, so does Be Easy. He has the Vikings also. Uh, so right now, yeah, that's 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 the big one that I'm going to pick against. Next up, we've got the Lions versus a quarterback list. Patriots team. Um, it looks like they'll be playing at New England. Um, no, and I don't know. Matt Jones may come back this week. Um, I, I know that Belichick hasn't ruled him out, but nevertheless, uh, New England and Detroit. You know, I think the Lions have something against me because they always do the exact opposite of what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but I'm going to take the Patriots because. Mm. The, the Detroit defense continues to lose them games. So that's what I'm going to go with. Big Cliff is going with the Lions. I am going to actually side with with you on this one. I think it will be a time of possession thing uh, dealing with Bill Belichick and uh, a more of a coaching match versus uh, let the offensive firepower take over from, from Detroit. Uh, so I see the Patriots taking care of the ball and the Patriots winning that one. Be Easy also has chosen the Patriots in that game as well. Uh, next up, we've got the Seahawks playing at New Orleans, um, or playing the Saints, rather. Uh, who you got in that game? The Seahawks. Geno Smith. Mm. <laughs> gotcha. And how much does this have to do with your uh, NFC, NFC South alliances to the, to the Panthers? Um, like, or you just don't like the Saints? I would say it's about 15% um, my <laughs> hatred for the okay. New Orleans Saints. <laughs> okay. So with that game, um, Big Cliff has the Saints picked for that one. Be Easy has the Seahawks picked for that one. <sighs> and I'm going to go ahead and go with, I'm going to go with Pete Carroll, man. I think Pete Carroll will figure out a way to to come away with a W. We're going to see. Majority of it is majority of it is uh, Geno Smith is is looking halfway yeah. decent, and uh, they they just dropped forty eight yeah. on top of the Lions' heads. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great point, and uh, it's easy to pick the well, not even that easy, but you pick the picks on you know a Tuesday or something or a Wednesday, and it's like all right, cool. And when the games start being played, 
and it's like <laughs> up and down. That's the craziest feeling in the world. But yeah, I got to stick by it, and I'm gonna go with Pete Carroll, uh, Geno Smith, and them boys. Um, the next game that we have up there though is gonna be an AFC East matchup uh, with them Miami Dolphins playing at the Jets. Um, let me first say that. Yeah, who who do you got in this one? Well, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be starting for the Dolphins. I'm going to take the New York Jets. <laughs> That's funny that you said that. I, I, it is no, it's no knock to Teddy B. Uh, the Jets, the, the Jets kind of surprised me last week, man. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Jets. Try to go against the grain again, gain some ground. Um, and I'm going to pick the Jets this week against the Dolphins, man, against the two-list Dolphins. Uh, both B-Easy and Big Cliff have the Dolphins <coughs> picked for that matchup. I would just like uh, to point like out – p- w- I'm sorry for cutting mm-hmm. you off, but I was – you uh, good? I, I would like to point out that I took the Jets last week, too, against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you I don't was- believe if you don't believe me, you can scroll through my little Facebook page and you, you can find <laughs> That was a good pick. All right, the Falcons riding their their little uh, I don't know if it was a one game win streak that they had because I think they won one in week one maybe or something like that. But they're gonna go up against Tom Brady in Tampa Bay and the uh, Buccaneers. It's Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, and all of the boys, as Stephen A. would say. Who do you got in that one? I took KC because um, Tampa is now known, or I took KC last week because. Tampa is now known as the beat up Bucks, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but I think like that nickname. I, I think even talking about overall talent on the team, it don't matter how injured the Buccaneers are, they are ten times better than the Falcons are. And I don't <laughs> I don't think there's no way the Falcons win this game. Oh man, I hope this is not famous last words because I'm going with the Buccaneers as well and Tom Brady. I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't see Tom Brady making himself lose to Atlanta. I think if he had to get on defense and tackle some people himself to prevent him from losing to Atlanta, he would. So uh, I've got the Buccaneers. So does Big Cliff. He has the Buccaneers pick and be easy as well. That's a a, a clean sweep with that one. The next up, we've got the Tennessee Titans are at the Washington Commanders. Um, I want to start that one off by saying Big Cliff is riding with his brother, Ian. Shout out to Ian. And he's got Tennessee, the Titans picked in that one. And so does B-Easy. He's got the Titans in that one against the Commanders as well. Uh, What do you think? Um, You know, we're kind of in the same boat as Washington over here in Carolina. They're they're starting the whole – I agree. Fire Matt Rule or fire uh, Ron Rivera thing Ron Rivera. in, in yeah. Washington. So uh, you know that that it's not looking real good for the 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 old football team up there. So we're gonna go with the Titans. Uh, I, I agree. I'm gonna go with Tennessee on this one, um, and we're gonna yeah just see what happens with that one. That's another clean sweep with that with that pick. Um, now next up we've got the Jaguars playing. Um, Versus the Texans, so the Texans will be at Jacksonville. Uh, I think I'm going to start this one off. I've got Trevor Lawrence bouncing back again. I think he uh, they've been waiting to get home. 
and he's won he wanted that that w last week he he definitely wanted it bad even though they couldn't get it um so i've got them beating houston at home uh do you want to go or you want me to go ahead and give b easy and big cliffs picks you can go ahead and give theirs all right so both of them also chose jacksonville um with this game so we see where their heads are at as well what you what's, um, what's on your mind what you got I, I would like for the first time to go on record and say i have a personal vendetta against trevor lawrence and i cannot stand the guy <laughs> um I, I would not say why but i i have i'll, I'll just go I'll, I'll go this far with it i graduated in the same recruiting class as him so no kidding yeah for real um I, I do not like Trevor Lawrence for multiple reasons, <laughs> but the Jaguars look half decent as much as it kills me to say it. And that's what I'm taking this week. All right. Yeah. That's another clean sweep. So some of these little, uh, some of these rubber <clears throat> matches and stuff that I kind of going against the grain, that's going to decide and make or break a lot of this stuff. Next up, we got the 49ers against the Panthers. They're going to be playing in in carolina um you know you are a carolina correspondent i want to first say this because i want to give this i want to give my pick on this first and uh i'll say this the panthers surprise me whenever i'm whenever i'm least expecting it but with all that being said i'm going with the niners because whenever Mm. i it's going to be a bet that it's going to be a bet that I do not regret losing if I lose it. However, my right now, all of my football logic has me selecting the red hot 49ers and uh, not red hot. They're like a little bit over lukewarm. They're just, you know, they're not like scorching, but they look good in their last couple of matches and stuff like that. So I'm going to go with the Niners. Debo Samuel had that highlight on uh, on Monday night. You know what I mean? They've got IU and stuff like that. We're just going to see how this thing goes. Again, I want the Panthers to win uh, being a Panthers fan, but my official pick is the Niners. Go ahead and give that. You, I was going to say, to that you say. Okay. Well, Big Cliff puts down, he's got the Panthers, and then in parentheses he got, even though the Niners will win. So he's being he's being hedgy Murphy as well, or hedgy Kane, and really hedging against his his pick. And then actually be easy, actually pick the Panthers in this one. So so both of them pick the Panthers. Well, I'm gonna start this by saying you are one selfish guy. You know that? Me? Yeah, you pick the 49ers. <laughs> Simply because you want a better pick'em record. That that's mighty <laughs> selfish of you to do. Um, I'm never gonna pick against my dogs. I don't care if we're 0 and 15. And I respect playing, it, man. We're playing the reigning Super Bowl champions in Week 17 um, or whatever. Uh, D Jack is gonna lock Debo Samuel down. I'm just gonna say that. taking the Panthers. Oh, there's a sound effect sighting there. But yeah, no, I respect it definitely, bro. I, this is my second time this season even picking against them. It's like, it feels like putting your teenage son out and making him find his own apartment <laughs> or something like that. Like, um, I'm, I'm still love you, but I'm done with you. Not everything so, in life is going to be given to you. 
Go exactly. figure it out. Exactly. And hey, if you end up getting a nice apartment uptown, hey, I'm coming over for the first dinner or you know on a Sunday night. But right now, you got to find it, figure it out on your own. All right. So next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to be playing at the L.A. Rams. Who do you got in that one? That's a tough one, actually, because they they look like a whole different Cowboys team with Cooper Rush at quarterback. But the Rams, the the Rams are very five hundred or five hundred ish e kind of thing going on. Like how they're looking. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think with how bad they played, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to bounce back. So I'm taking the Rams. Okay. Um, I agree. Uh, you know, just being in LA uh, and then also my disdain for the Cowboys and stuff like that. I think it might be a, hopefully it'll be a good defensive matchup. Uh, they're playing of course at 425 Jerry's favorite time to play. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Rams in this one. It looks like a clean sweep where be easy and big cliff have both picked the Rams on in that game as well. Uh, next up, we got the undefeated Philly Eagles with a uh, little road test there, um, playing the Arizona Cardinals with their momentum that they have, you know, uh, against playing us, of course, uh, with your boy Marquise Brown and, and Kyler out there. Who you got? Taking the Eagles. Mm. Simple as that. Gotcha. Yeah. The Eagles are uh, again white hot, really like 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 scorching. Um, be easy blue. And, <laughs> be easy and Big Cliff both have the Eagles in this one. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I need to, like I said, I need to make up some ground. And the only way to make up some ground is some weird picks, such as this one. Uh, I don't know how it shall happen. I'm looking for a little NFC magic. But I'm going to take the little toddler running Cardinals uh, to go ahead and give the Eagles their first <laughs> loss of the season. We, we shall see how that happens. I'm, if it's a hot take, I don't know. You know, it's, it's hot. Very, it's, it's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, next up, though, we've got another division battle. Cincinnati Bengals will be playing at Baltimore against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to go first in this one. I think Lamar Jackson is tired of these close losses. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to uh, fight back and, and get a win on this one. What do you think? I don't 100% disagree with you, but I disagree with you. That makes sense. I respect it. I'm taking the I, I love it, actually. I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I love it, bro. I love it. Just so it doesn't seem like, you know, that we've all sat down and made these picks together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But Be Easy and Big Cliff, they both have selected the Baltimore Ravens in that game. Um, and so we, we shall see how that one goes up there in Baltimore. The last game, another division matchup. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders playing at the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going a, I'm to a let you go first with this one. This is the Monday night game, I believe, and it's at 8.15, of course, on Monday night. It's going to be a good game. But who you got? Yeah. This is going to be a very good game. Um, I think it's going to come down to turnovers, to be honest. I agree. Um, Whoever makes the least amount of mistakes. 
Uh, it's not going to be like a Cardinals or Panthers game where it was one of the worst football games ever to watch, where it's just mistake after mistake after mistake. It, it's it's going to be whoever makes the least amount of mistakes in this one. Um, I'm going to take a one-way trip to Upset City and take the Raiders. Mm, I like the pick. Darren Waller, I don't know where you've been at all season, bro. Been chilling with Jonathan <coughs> Taylor. But I need you to come alive as well. Um, with all of that being said, this is a little selfishness for my fantasy squad as well. But I'm going to take Kansas City in this one. I got the Chiefs. Uh, looks like B. Easiest uh, selected the Chiefs as well. And Big Cliff actually is on your side with that one. And he selected the Raiders. So that's our pickums for the week. We're going to follow up and, and see how that plays out this week. I'm hoping that I can, like I said, make a little bit of ground on some of my picks. Um, but also in fantasy, I've got to say, I went 0-3 this past weekend. These are the weekends that build character in fantasy because it's like what I call the first quarter of the season, like the first four weeks. You know, again, like when we had our uh, first four weeks last season, we were on a high horse. Hey, yeah, you know what I mean? And then, of course, Christian gets injured the rest of our season. Uh, you know, it, it, it rode itself. But um, the other thing about it is that means that we got three more quarters pretty much of the season to go. So whether it's your personal team that you're rooting for or your fantasy team, it's not a time to panic. Um, however, uh, now with, with you, you don't have any fantasy teams out there this year? Yeah, no, I don't. OK, OK. I thought I remembered you saying that. So this is the time that I'm going to probably be looking to make some moves and stuff like that. Anybody that's paying attention that it's part of the Carolina sports talk fantasy football league or let's go league that's sponsored by Carolina sports talk. I am looking to make some transactions. Uh, I think big cliff might've sent me something that I'll take a look at as well. Uh, I, I would just but, like to say, if you're a Panther fan, yeah, please. Don't, tra- don't trade with this man because he just disrespected us like big time. And cliff, oh, you don't need to, trade with you, me. You, yeah. And cliff, you need to rescind that. trade. Exactly. I was going to say, and every, and please believe me, everybody will be for sale if you, if I had anything to say about it as far as needing to give up any Panthers. I, th- I, the only Panther that I have, and he's been on the bench, it sounds sad, but I've been waiting for, not waiting, but it, I've used him as an insurance, um, insurance, if you will, um, has been Chuba, Chuba Hubbard. So I've, I've had him as an insurance policy on the bench for me in case or in the event, rather, that um, that something happens with Christian, you know, God forbid. So uh, but that's the only Panther that I have in any of my lineups. Uh, I wanted to go to a little bit of top 25 football and touch on a little bit of HBCU football as well. Um, I'm looking around for some upsets, of course, Ole Miss. Uh, rank number 14 they upset or not upset but they beat number a number seven kentucky team uh alabama it was close till it wasn't close anymore against arkansas they uh won 49 to 26 well actually it wasn't close then arkansas made it close and then it wasn't close again um but then this might be considered upset city though tcu beat oklahoma uh 18 18th ranked oklahoma but what I really wanted to talk to you about, Eric, <laughs> is how spicy you got online this past week. It was, it was, a, it was a first of all, it was a post regarding the Panthers. Bro, what are you talking about, you were, man? 
you were, bro, you were minding your business. Uh, not, it, it's not even the fact that you were minding your business. It was a post about the Panthers, um, about us uh, with the end zone paint and all of that and the tribute that we had and stuff with the end zone paint for this week. So, you know, it was a little morale booster for us Panther fans. And then this Clemson fan comes out of nowhere talking all this schmiggity smack. And he didn't know that he was about to run into a rodeo runner, a bull <laughs> rider, literally. And you had to give him a little bit of smoke, bro, um, with regards to Clemson. And uh, I just want to give his side of the argument that he stayed consistent with is we played who was on the schedule. And I saw that. And then after that, bro, it seemed like everything with the hockey sticks at the end of it broke loose. Did you wanted to did you want to uh you know commentate on that uh, did he get you out of your element because it was Clemson for whatever reason or like was there any kind of like personal vitriol that you had involved with that with your commentary um okay so we can date back to 2015 um North Carolina I'm a diehard Carolina everything um, I support I, I support the Hornets, you know, but I'm a Raptors fan and we don't have a baseball team. So I'm a Braves fan. But outside of that, I'm Carolina everything. Um, if I wasn't a Tar Heels fan, I would be a Georgia fan. Um, gotcha. It's that kind of thing. But when it comes to football anyways. But other than that, it's it, when it comes to college sports, it's Tar Heels everything. Gotcha. So we, we go back to 2015. We have our best season in the football team's history. And we happened to lose to South Carolina in week one. And um, if I remember correctly, that was supposed to be a home game for us, but it was like the battle of the Carolinas or whatever. Battle at the border is what they mm-hmm. called it, I think, when they played it at Panther Stadium. So it kind of ruined mm-hmm. our home field advantage type thing. But uh, after that, we didn't lose again. And we went to the ACC championship game and everybody wrote us off talking about how Clemson was going to like wallop us or whatever, beat us all over the field. And uh, they did it. Um, we, we made it a ball game and it came down to an onside kick in which we recovered, but then they called us offsides. So after that, um, they, you know, because of the penalty, we had to kick it again. And we didn't get it. And ever since then, I have wanted Carolina to get revenge on Clemson. Um, it's yet really happened. Uh, our close team against Clemson since then has been a one-point loss for over two. We didn't get it. Um, but since then, also, Clemson has not done a lot of losing which has sparked a lot of cockiness in Clemson fans. (laughs) So they think that because they won a couple of national championships three plus years ago, that they are still relevant when they play two brain teams in the first five weeks. I wish I had Um, gunshots right now, but go ahead. And the first ranked team they played, was number 15, Wake Forest, who they went to overtime against twice. They went two overtime periods. Then they struggled to beat number 14, NC State, who, might I add, was also defeated at the time. 
um, he tried to tell me that they beat who they were supposed to beat. And in my mind, that's not a correct or an irrelevant argument when you're talking about the college football playoffs um, because strength of schedule is a thing. For the remainder yeah. of the season, they, they, they play one team for the rest of the season that is currently ranked, and that is 22-ranked Syracuse. And I was trying to tell him that, yeah, you're supposed to be undefeated right now. Right. You haven't played anybody. The um, margin of victory the, matters in, in college football as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you scrape by Wake Forest. You scrape by NC State. And those are your two ranked opponents. Um, when you lose to Boston College in a few weeks, I don't want to hear nothing. When you lose to Syracuse or you struggle to beat Syracuse, I don't want to hear nothing because Clemson is not going to get into the college football playoff like that. You're not going to win a national championship with the schedule. So um, it, it's irrelevant, especially when it was a post about the Panthers. Like we're talking about end zone paint for an NFL game. And you want to bring up the fact that Clemson's five and zero when you haven't played nobody. It, it was just, it was irrelevant to me. And it, it like aggravated me a little bit because he also yeah. stayed yeah. consistent <laughs> about we beat who we're supposed to be. Yeah. Everybody is you know every team has teams that they're supposed to beat so if you don't beat them then there's a problem like yeah you should be five and zero right now there's no reason to right. brag about it bro if if clemson was actually relevant they would be the number one team in the country i'm sorry mm, great point great point i mean like like i said i i don't have any any points to argue with that i i, I saw you bringing the smoke and i was like all right there's Carolina sports talk fam right there. So I'm with him. You know what I'm saying? So speaking of the South Carolina teams, uh, University of South Carolina uh, beat a opponent that they were supposed to beat. But I'll give Big Cliff his credit because he had the hot take that South Carolina State would score, uh, which they did. But they didn't score enough. Or they, they, they didn't score a lot. They didn't score enough. Uh, the final score on that one was 50 to 10. In uh again a HBCU give me the check game. Let me see that check game. So um yeah, uh South Carolina State fell to one and three on the season, and South Carolina went to three and two on the season. Someone that hasn't seen many losses, uh, if any at all, has been the Benedict Tigers. Uh Benedict College actually remains undefeated, uh, taking a two-game lead in the east. So shout out to Benedict as well. Uh, you guys be on the lookout. Uh, think I'm not sure if their homecoming will be the next home game, but definitely be on the lookout for the home games for the Benedict College Tigers, so that we could go out there and support our our, uh, our our you know what I mean main man Big Cliff and and make sure that he has the support in the in the crowds and stuff like that while he's doing his his thing on the on the MIC or whatnot. So. Shout out to the Benedict College uh, Tigers, purple and gold or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Moving right along, though, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about the NBA. Uh, Preseason basketball has started. Uh, Taking a look around the league at some of these preseason games. Um, Definitely uh, wanted to bring this up. And I hope uh, somewhere out there in sound effect land that there is a Russell Westbrook 
What? Uh, sound effect ready. Bro, what are ready. you talking about, man? The Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns actually lose to the Australian team, Stupid. the 36ers. <laughs> The Phoenix Suns lose to the uh yeah they they lose to the 36ers. I actually had this penned in um well no I didn't have this in in big deal no thing. I have something else about the Suns in big deal no thing. But um any thoughts on that, bro? That's like to me personally that's that's similar to the Jaguars losing to not Appalachian State but maybe like, you know, Oklahoma or or uh, maybe Alabama or something like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it shouldn't happen, but it, it happened. You had any, any thoughts on that? To me, it's, it's just the sign of the, of the sinking ship out there in Phoenix. what do you think? Uh, I like how you said sinking ship in Phoenix, because that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Pretty much. Um, there is two things that the United States in terms of sports does better than any other country in the world. And that play and that is American football and basketball. And you, you expect American teams to win games like that. So when you don't, that, that just kind of, that Russell Westbrook sound effect is like perfect for that situation. It's like, it's like you look at it and you know, oh, what, what? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. Exactly. Um, I don't understand how that happens. Um, it was just like when the when the national team lost. I think it was Nigeria or it was some country like that. It was a huge upset in terms of international basketball. Um, it, it just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that happened or, or what made it happen. But uh, I mean, I don't know though. That keeps basketball interesting, in my opinion. Um, and the Suns have been underachieving for the last four years. So the, you classified them as a sinking ship. And, and I think that that explains, um, or that it pretty much explains the Suns, um, perfectly, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, uh, aging Chris Paul and then everything that they've got going on in the front office, it is just a soap opera to watch the Phoenix Suns uh, product on and off the court. Uh, but we'll get to the Suns a little bit later and big deal, no thing. Some of the other scores that we got uh, from Sunday, October the 2nd, the Houston Rockets beat the Spurs. It was all preseason play, by by um, just by the way. But they the Rockets beat the Spurs 134 to 96. The Raptors beat the Jazz 114 to 82 um, in our NBA Canada series. And then the Celtics beat the Hornets 134-93. to That was from Sunday. And then from last night, Monday night, uh, you had the 76ers beat the Nets 127-108. to We'll circle back around with that game. The Magic lose to the Grizzlies 109-97. The Thunder beat the Nuggets 112-101. to The Kings over your Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, 105 to 75. You ain't got the answers. And then <clears throat> and then the Los Angeles Clippers actually had the answers against the Portland Trailblazers, 102 to 97. So uh the shout out to the preseason ball. I want to circle back around to the 76ers against the Nets, which is an interesting game, of course, because of how much transactions those teams both had uh with each other last year, last season. 
Um, you know, uh, so there was a Ben Simmons sighting. I don't know if he had a little extra momentum or extra pep in his step because of who he was playing, but a little highlight that's circling around to Kyrie, you know what I mean, passing it to a driving uh, Ben Simmons. And then Ben actually went and, uh, and then um, and dunked the ball or whatnot. So, you know, uh, perhaps he's actually on the court. So that's a step in the right direction for Ben. Uh, do you have any any thoughts with the whole saga that is Ben Simmons? I think he missed a lot of unnecessary time last year. So mm. um, that kind of uh, – it, it, what, what I'm trying to say is going to sound weird because I don't really know how to go about explaining it. But the Nets are another – underachieving team I feel um I feel like that's that's a championship team roster wise but they haven't produced like that and I think Ben Simmons would you know obviously being who he is make that championship um or show more of that championship potential that the Nets could offer um but he was just never on the court and so I think maybe this year it'll be a different story yeah, I definitely agree. Um, hopefully it's an exciting basketball season. Uh, Big Cliff knows more than a, a lot of folks, uh, but <clears throat> I am not uh, looking forward to anything that the Knicks got going on right now. Uh, and that's just how just want to start off on a just a lowered expectation, uh, as I always say. And we'll see where this thing goes. So, that, you know how I feel about the Raptors? I, I bet. You want to know how I feel about the Raptors right now? Oh, that's is that your NBA squad? Or you yeah. you like the Hornets though, right? Yeah, I, I'm I, I like the Hornets. That's the home team, but you know, I'm I'm a Raptors. Oh, okay, fan, but so. you got you. Okay, <laughs> uh, so should I ask you though how you feel about them? Or? Um, it it's like a, you know, we were a championship team in 2019, um, and now here we are three years later, and we haven't done anything since. Um, right. You know that meme where it's like the 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 stick figure with the stick and he's like poking whatever and it says come on do something <laughs> that that that's how yeah. I feel about the Raptors right now. <laughs> like, are you dead? Come yeah. on, move a little bit. Yeah, pretty yeah, much exactly. I feel you. Um, I think yeah, the Warriors they they're coming on a Friday to Charlotte to play the Hornets one of these weekends, one of these weekends soon. So I may end up trying to catch uh one of those games but we're gonna move on to big deal no thing that's got an annotated nah that ain't no short version of big deal no thing this week um i'm gonna start off here by giving some congratulations and queuing up a round of applause for my boy aaron judge breaking news the original big deal no thing was that he's sitting at 61 home runs uh but breaking news my boy Aaron Judge has hit the 62nd home run this evening. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, but big deal, no thing that Aaron Judge went ahead and, and grabbed the record and, and hit the 60, 62nd home run. Uh, it's, in my opinion, 100% a big deal because... That's a uh, big deal. Me and my friend Tyler were actually talking about this this weekend when we were in Georgia. Um there is not a lot of hitters 
in the MLB right now that could even come anywhere near the mark that Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> we've been talking football the whole whole time, and it just threw me for a loop. Aaron Judge, yeah. uh, there, there's not a lot of hitters that could reach that mark. And, you know, it's not an MLB record, but it's a team record for a historic franchise that is Absolutely. the New York Yankees. Um, so for him to be able to do it in general is awesome as a baseball fan, but to do it for a, that kind of team that has so much history, um, that just makes it an even bigger deal. Um, and you got guys like Pete Alonso uh, and Cody Bellinger who are big time home run hitters, but Aaron Judge has consistently throughout the year put himself above all the others in terms of a power hitter. So I think that makes it a pretty, pretty big thing. I um I definitely agree that it's a big deal. That's a big um, deal. A lot for the reasons that you that you stated as well. Like um of course him being in pinstripes, um, you know, and being in one of the biggest markets in sports, period, uh, it it just automatically puts you in a spotlight where you're gonna you're gonna either, you know, perform under the big lights or you're gonna crumble and, and he's done nothing but perform, especially this year in a contract year or in a year where he's been going through contract negotiations with the Yankees. It does nothing but drive his stock up. Crazy, crazy. And um I heard the other day um on Saturday while I was out shopping at Marshall's after I stopped by a juice. I just felt like a soccer mom on Saturday. I stopped by this juice bar, shopping at Marshall's. But anyways, I heard it on like sports radio and stuff. Like he's really made uh, Stanton look like, not look any type of way, but everybody's forgotten about Stanton all of a sudden because they talk about Aaron Judge so much. It's like, do y'all remember who else we have on the squad? Like we actually have some, some, you know what I mean? Some heavy hitters, but um, yeah, it's, it's just a, a huge deal or a big deal because, again, the, the money that he's about to receive is going to be crazy numbers and everything like that. And then just the market that he's playing. And I can't. And <clears throat> so for the next big deal, no thing, uh, I can't speak so much for the market, uh, but we'll speak about that a little bit. But the money that uh, the team will be sold for the Phoenix Suns likely to fetch a record sale price for an NBA team or, you know, for being an NBA team, uh, investors and bankers are predicting and forecasting. So a little background, of course, as Robert Sarver, the uh, uh, most recent owner to be um, brought down from grace because of wild antics as far as, you know, the hate talk and all of that stuff that he's got caught up doing. He's selling the Suns and the Phoenix Mercury um, and investment bank uh, officials again, have said that they expect the transaction's final price to actually set a record. Uh, is it a big deal or no thing to you? Uh, is there any such thing as uh, a, a no thing with a lot of potential? Hmm. Nah, that well, ain't we're going to we're going to make that something. But <laughs> uh, I also agree that it's no thing. But go ahead, why? Nah, why that ain't no thing. Uh, well, I, I say no thing with a lot of potential um, because um, you know. I, it's just a team getting, I mean, change, changing in, inside the office. I mean, it's not a lot that goes into it, but at the same time, where the potential comes in is you can see a lot of different things that get changed 
in terms of, you know, maybe the coaching staff, um, some power shifts potentially. Um, Guys like Devin Booker may get shipped off because maybe they start a complete rebuild under new ownership, stuff like that. You you never know what's going to come out of it. So that's why I say no, no thing, but a lot of potential. Great potential. I like that. I like that. I, and that really, I don't, I don't waver too much on the big deal. No thing. Um, but that really started to make me lean toward the big deal, but I'm, I'm going to still stick with no thing. Of course, uh, just simply because of inflation, um, it's similar to like, you know, quarterback contracts when we get Lamar, uh, I, I, I just got a text from big cliff who randomly says Devin Booker to the Lakers. But anyways, uh, Lamar, <laughs> I don't know how he knew that we were even talking about about this stuff but Lamar Jackson whenever he gets paid it's going to be the you know I mean the biggest contract whenever Aaron Judge gets paid it's going to be the big it's it's a, it's a it's a season of inflation and then it's just how things go so definitely um like when when Brooklyn when Brooklyn was sold or whatnot Cy Joe Cy bought him for two point something billion dollars or whatnot um, so it, the, the name of the game, of course, is buy low, sell high. So these people that are investing in this, they, they forecast 15, 20 years out, even 10 years out in the, the profits and stuff that they can make. Um, why I started to turn the corner a little bit was because you started to make me think about the golden state warriors and when they were acquired by their last owners, bro. And what they ended up doing as far as with just a couple of decisions that they made to change the culture out there. The stock went bananas through the roof whenever they started winning championships. And they were a whole different franchise from what we knew them as whenever they had Monte Ellis in, in the gang. So um, I definitely agree with with your you know new uh, take. We're going to have to get Big Cliff to to cut a new sound effect where he's like, no thing, but it has potential. So <laughs> I, I definitely that that's a fire take that you have. But that, that's pretty much what what I see. Um, the Warriors there. went as Man. the Warriors again. Didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, no, you the, war, the Warriors went as far as a rebrand almost. I mean, exactly, new, new colors exactly. and everything else. So I mean, exactly. there, there, there's so many things that can come out of an ownership change like that. And yeah. it also, it also, like you were talking about the contracts and stuff. This sets up the future for for um, markets for teams and stuff like that. Just right, like you, like you were talking about player contracts and stuff. It's like when a quarterback signs a deal or like when Patrick Mahomes signed that massive contract that he signed Mm -hmm. that that's paving the way for elite quarterback contracts of the future. Exactly. It's all about timing because before Patrick Mahomes, people were like, why are y'all paying Joe Flacco so much or whatever? You know what I mean? And stuff like that. And Pat Mahomes comes and gets a half a billy and, and, and breaks the mold. Then, you know what I mean? Even stuff like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Deshaun Watson, so it's like Lamar knows that he's about to get paid and knows that where the market is, that I'm not going to settle for any less. So the people that are selling the team, uh, the Phoenix Suns, they're like, we're not going to settle for a $1.5 billion or $2 billion. And then some of the things that they also mentioned was its proximity to Vegas and its proximity to Los Angeles and stuff like that and how those those things come into account. So, I mean, we we shall see where all of that goes, man, definitely. Um, but bro, ultimately, man, I think we did an awesome job today. I'm, you know, as holding for holding down the fort. Uh, I mean, I thought it was going to be something like 
you know, a substitute teacher getting run out of the classroom <laughs> and like we didn't know what we were doing. Oh, I'm ruffling papers. I don't know what I'm doing. But I think I really applaud you, bro. And I appreciate you coming on uh, the show with me today and helping me hold things down uh, while Big Cliff is off doing Big Cliff things. I'm sure that he'll give us an update whenever he uh, returns back next week. But I, again, I can't thank you enough, brother. Is there any last things that you wanted to mention to the, uh, to the, to the fans out there and to the listeners? Um, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I, I will say that um, I, I, I don't think that uh, if, if you are a Panthers fan, you don't need to be watching the game this week. I was just about to ask you where you're going to be at on Sunday. I mean, I'm going to be personally watching the game, but that's just because I never miss a game. Um, but if if you have the same feelings that I have toward the Panthers, you don't need to watch the game on Sunday because it's probably going to be very bad. Um, but uh, other than that, I'm good. And by the way, um, I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and do this. Um, Kind of, you, you were kind of sitting in Cliff's seat, so I'm kind of sitting in your seat. So you know, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Shift, it's a little power shift, man. We're gonna have to, <laughs> might have to, you know, do this thing again sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but I personally, I always have something, and I appreciate you having something to say because Big Cliff always asks me, "You got any last words and stuff?" And I do have some last words, man. If you're out there. You get a promotion or something like that, you know, congratulations to you. And You know, we, we always hope for the success and the elevation of you guys in your careers and stuff. But if you get a position of power out there, don't Udoka yourself. OK, that's one of the last things I got to say, but I will end this on a joke, Eric. <laughs> I think that's going to that that's going to do it for us, Eric. But if you uh, I was going to say, what do sprinters eat before a big race nothing they fast so uh, once again i am your main man dj high star and this has been uh carolina sports talk make sure that you listen to us on your favorite podcast apps to tell you your uh tell your speaker your smart speaker play carolina sports talk i'm out of here man i'm out of here peace